Hey, what up? What's happening? Oh, man, it's been a long fucking time. Oh, so I'm going to be talking about punk rock today. And so I figure what's a better way to do that by cracking a fucking beer. Uh, one of the most punk rock fucking breweries I know, Boneyard Beer. I'm drinking a can of Diablo Rojo. It's a red ale. Let's get this bitch cracking. Oh, shit. Anyway, hear that? Fucking cheers. Salud. So it's been a while. I haven't been recorded shit. And uh, was at the local record shop browsing around. Hadn't been there in a while. And I've been looking for this record for a while. And I usually try and get original recordings. Um, but not necessarily. I sometimes original recordings sound better, not all the time. But anyway, I've been looking for this particular album, uh, and I couldn't find it neither original recording or I couldn't find uh, a repress of this thing. And I was there, and they had it. And the album that I'm talking about is the the Stooges, the self-titled Stooges, the first one that they came out with. And so, sort of, you know, I have this thing with recordings. That you you can't get new presents that sound like shit, compressed and digital. Um, and so I, I tried whenever I go buy a record, just look it up on Discogs. Find out who the fuck um, mastered it, you know, if the record's any good. Try, try to get some reviews of what people say. You can't always believe people, but... You know, if everybody's talking shit about the album and I talk to the guy at the record shop and he tells me, yeah, it kind of fucking sucks. Or he has like no idea. I might skip it. Anyway, so I'm at the record store um, and I'm looking up to see if I can find anything on this record. It's a 2016 reissue, 180 gram. Looks all right. It's like 20 bucks. So not bad. I really can't find anything. Nothing good, nothing bad. And I asked Jesse up at the front. I'm like, hey, man, what's, you know, anything about this album? Does it sound good? He's like, yeah, I have it. It's good. So I said, fuck it. I'll take it. Came home and played it, and it sounds pretty good. It's fantastic. The recording's pretty good. I like it. Got me to thinking, you know, about this whole punk rock theme, right? I mean, there's so much, there's so much about this band that I like. Um, and I've been kind of into punk for a while, but one of the things you start listening to, uh, people who are into punk or actually members of punk bands and they talk about the kind of effect that Iggy Pop had on them while he was in the Stooges, especially when he was in the Stooges. And 
when I listened to his music in those in that era, to me, it, it didn't fit any of the shit that was coming out. Not to say that what was coming out in the late, you know, the late 60s wasn't phenomenal, but he just had this weird fucking sound and forget about the shit that he did on stage, right? I mean, he was like off the hook, fucking crazy dude. Um, fucking dude still is, but, you know, so... When you start thinking about those kinds of things, it's like, what is punk rock? You know, a lot of people were like, I mean, back in those days, 68, you, you think about what was happening in that era and, and the music. You know, we had some phenomenal bands coming out, fucking Jimmy, Led Zeppelin, you know, we had the fucking Beatles. You know, there's all kinds of good music and everybody can fucking sing and the music was phenomenal. And so then you got this fucking crazy fuck, right? And, you know, coming out of Detroit had, had a very special sound. They used to play with MC5. But the thing about MC5, in my opinion, is MC5, the dude actually can fucking sing, right? They, they actually could carry a tune. And so when they came out, when the Stooges came out, and they started playing their fucking song, you know, it was like, what the fuck is this guy on? Like, can't carry a tune. It wasn't very popular. Everybody thought he was fucking crazy. They couldn't understand why this guy was making records because couldn't sing. You know, he did some weird shit here and there when he was singing. Then he looked like a fucking weirdo. And then if you saw him in live performances, the dude was off his fucking rockers, right? Like wearing some funky shit. He was wearing like makeup and, you know, skinny as fucking doing some weird shit. So completely ahead of his time. Like, nobody knew what to do with this guy. But to me, that's what punk rock is. It's not necessarily the riffs. It's not necessarily the drums. It's not necessarily the music. But the attitude behind all of that shit. Like, what are you giving to the people when you're performing the fucking music that makes you not give a fuck about shit? So, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the tune that I really fucking like. I like the, the way he goes about carrying himself he don't really say much which is another thing that you know kind of defined punk later it wasn't too much about the lyrics and how deep they were you know but um how you presented that and how you played it and how you performed it and if you can call it sing it then nobody really thought he can sing but anyway i'm gonna play a song we'll see talk about it when we're done huh
Yeah, so I don't know about you, but I don't think he's much of a fucking singer, right? I mean, he's not really singing. Not if you take a look at the shit that was happening around that time. You know, Led Zeppelin and all those fuckers, you know, the Beatles. They had, they were actually singing, not this guy. But maybe that's why they didn't like him. And, you know, they didn't get very famous. They didn't get very much, very many places. And a lot of people didn't fucking like him. Especially... When you're talking about the music industry, right? Those old fucks didn't know what the fuck was going on. Didn't know what was going to happen later. And in my opinion, they were way ahead of the fucking curve. Way ahead of their time. Putting out music that later on would be like, wow. I can't believe these fuckers put out this shit in 68, 69, right? You know, the little... Lyrically not the most talented guy? I'm going to be your dog? Fuck. Um, but at the same time, seems kind of deep. Um, and then, you know, the little weird shit he would do, you know, like scream here and there. Not necessarily what was happening in that era. MC5 kind of did that shit live, but, um, not in this, not, not like them. But, you know, it's one of those things, right? We, we know now, I don't know how I would have felt if I was... Back in those days, I know I've I've talked to people before about this because I consider them one of the greatest bands, one of the most influential bands, right? I, I, I love their music. But you start, and you know, I'm in my 40s, so I'm not that fucking old. I'm not that young. But when you start talking about music to people who actually saw this happening, you know, whether they were teenagers or maybe even older and would actually see... What was happening with these guys, the Stooges, they didn't really like them. They, you know, like, I like the Kinks, you know, and, oh, fucking Beatles. And, you know, I'm not bagging on all of those motherfuckers, but these guys are different. And they just couldn't get into this. Whereas me, when I got introduced to the Stooges, this is a different story. I already knew punk rock. I already knew fucking heavy metal. I already knew all these other fucking genres that came after these guys a lot of that shit was inspired by some of that shit that came before them and 
a lot of the punk rock movement in the 70s and 80s was inspired by fuckers like these, right? So hard for me to put myself in their shoes. So, I, you know, that song that I played was from the actual album that I bought. But when I started thinking about all this shit, then I started, like, you know, pulling out the other albums and trying to play those. One of those songs that I thought kind of followed through with these thoughts of being influential is Search and Destroy, right? That's one of those songs where God has been fucking done by so many bands and... You know, it's had a lot of influence in a lot of music and a lot of not just punk rock bands, but metal, too. And so I said, fuck it, why don't we just pull out that fucking song and then just play it? This album that I actually have, this is actually an original one and sounds really good. I think it was a second pressing, uh, really hard to tell sometimes with these albums um, because a lot of these things look the same but i think the matrix numbers on it I actually think is from a second pressing not the original pressing but it's still a phenomenal album and one of my favorite fucking songs also Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so in true fashion of this song, right, 1970s. So first album, kind of a disaster. And I guess it's not bad enough that they actually made some money out of this thing and they're doing gigs and starting to get high. By the 1970s, everybody's addicted to fucking heroin. Uh, and they come out in the 70s with uh, Funhouse, right? And uh, I really enjoy this album. Again, this album was a complete flop in the 70s. Didn't do very well. Again, these guys were completely ahead of the time. And the music they were making was not what people were expecting in those days, right? So what ends up happening with these guys, right, is we had these you know, producers dumping a bunch of money into this band and, you know, they had they had a cool sound, but I think they just did not expect to do as bad as they did. And, you know, their music and their live performances was not what people were doing back in those days, right? It was more like, you know, kind of a cool flow and shit, you know, and, you know, people were all fun-loving because it's like the fucking hippie movement is coming along, right, 1970s. And then you get these guys coming in and, like, fucking destroy. Like, I thought we were supposed to be loving each other and shit. Like, what the fuck? Throwing shit around and ripping shirts off their bodies and walking around naked and shit. And, you know, Iggy Pop's not the very best looking motherfucker out there and he's kind of strange looking and he had makeup but he looked like he was fucking dead maybe like you know I don't know if they knew about zombies back then but dude looked kind of fucked up and he was really fucked up off of heroin so didn't do well didn't do well at all and so you know these guys were having lots of problems right they weren't living up to the expectation that they were supposed to be they were making music. It sounded good to some, but not to enough people where they were making money. So, you know, they broke up. Um, you know, they were playing gigs and shit, partying it up. Uh, they had a following, you know, but it was just not big enough. It wasn't mainstream like they wanted it to be. And Iggy wasn't interested in being mainstream, you know. Iggy was a true definition punk rock fuck. So he was just into making his own music, you know, I mean, they were doing some crazy shit, like using blenders and fucking banging on pots and stuff, so, you know, really cool sounds, but not expected for the caliber of money that these guys were, you know, spending to put down some wax, and they were expecting to to get a little more out of them, a little more poppy, and he was just not willing to go that route, but then he, you know, some time goes by, right? And uh, he ends up meeting down the road with David Bowie. So David Bowie decides that he wants to do something with these guys. And that's around the time when we see the next album come out. And Raw Power comes out. Now, I'm also uh, was able to... And this was a while back, of course. But I was also able to pick up a copy of this this uh, vinyl and this one actually has both it's got the the mixes that um were made by david bowie 
which some feel were not as good. And then later on, Iggy kind of took that music and mixed it himself and changed it a bit. I, you know, I've listened to both. You really have to be listening to it. But, you know, there, there's some notable differences. And I actually prefer Iggy's rendition of his own music better. So I'm going to play Raw Power. And, you know, this one is actually from the Iggy mix.
Yeah, so again, this apple came and went and didn't really work out for poor old Iggy and the Stooges. Same shit as before. Didn't live up to the expectation. And, you know, by 74, these fuckers were done. Too many drugs, too much shit to do. As always with rock bands, they had internal problems and, you know, they sort of broke up. But what they did lay out by then was three phenomenal albums. And although people back in those days did not know what they had, they for sure would know later. Maybe not them, but people after them would know the kind of music that he went. One of the best lines I think I, I saw written down one time about what Iggy said about music. He said something, and I'm paraphrasing. He said something like, music shouldn't be too good or too bad. It should excite you. It should make you feel a certain way, right? So, and, and, and I totally agree with that. I don't think you can put music in a box and say it's got to sound like this, it's got to sound like that. It's got to make feel something to people when you listen to the fucking music it's got to make you feel a certain way not just yeah that sounds cool if that's the case then it's not all that good if it doesn't move you then fuck is it good for so i think that's one of the things that iggy was able to convey um one of the things he was able to do with his music was take that attitude that he had that way of presenting the music though he might not have been good at singing he was definitely badass at taking that image that he had of what music should be and presenting it to the people uh, very hard to do that when you're just playing a record a lot easier to, to do it when you're in a live show right but i think he nailed that shit in a recording and it's, you know, although it took, you know, decades for people to realize how badass Iggy was and how badass the Stooges were um, and how influential they would become later on, sometimes shit like that happens, right? Um, artists come and they do their thing and while they're alive or what they're doing, they're just, no one fucking knows. It's not until they're gone or until... A long time has passed that people realize like, wow, this shit was really fucking on point. And it's usually when shit like that happens, in my opinion, is because they were so goddamn good, so ahead of their time, people just couldn't see it, you know. Time had to go by to realize, you know, what they were doing to music. They were stepping away from the norm. They were fucking doing shit that nobody else was doing. They were, you know, bringing in something that had never been done before. And... Every time you do something that has never been done, usually people don't like it or people don't know. Anyway, I'm just about done with this fucking beer. Just about done for the night. So, ah, fuck. See you guys later. Fuck this.